Hello and welcome back to uh oh, didn't see you there. TOVG tonight <laughs> with uh your good host Jimmy Fallon. Hi, I'm Jimmy Fallon. Hi. Thank you for introducing me, Jimmy Fallon. <clears throat> wow. We we wow, also have is, uh going great. Conan O'Brien. Hi and um, um Stephen Colbert. Hi. <laughs> Both of those are me. Nice yeah. nice to have what, you what, in the house, guys. Am I the side guy, like the the the, the co-host guy that like basically sits on the couch? And we also no, have you're... our band. Am I Andy? God Matt in the visuals. <laughs> oh, Take okay. There, oh, I'm in the band. I'm not even the co-host. I'm just in the band. I'm the guy who does the drum. Ah, uh, nothing, nothing like a good Sorry, wind I, shot. I feel really greedy for for claiming two no, full hosting positions now and no no it's fine it's fine I, it's okay i'll just be i'll just be that guy on the drums it's fine i i get the, like with the a sunglasses good 10 seconds time it's so, just yeah. so I, I tell you one of us one of us throws it over to you for like a question that there can only be one answer for like <laughs> like wow this is just the greatest isn't it matt and then it just like goes over to you and you're already smiling you're like, yeah and then that's yeah. it that's it boy i tell you <laughs> What a good analog for our podcast. I yeah. never I've never seen such a uh ridiculous uh thrown together show before. And I've yeah, that's I've us. seen my wife cook. Hey. Hey. This has been two minutes of nothing so far. Welcome to the yeah. TOVG podcast. Uh <laughs> I I'm yeah you, you keep introducing me as Jimmy. I'm I'm Sunder on the internet. I'm Sunder. Hi. George Weedman is the guy who was talking. Matt is the guy who got shafted into the band position nothing like a yes. good shaft yeah i do like a good shaft Who so doesn't? what have you guys been shafting this week shaft oh you damn right <laughs> see I, I great answer flash. what have you <laughs> what have you been oh, shafting this man. week <laughs> i've been shafting my sleep schedule that's for fucking sure i woke up like two hours before we recorded oh my god recording i have a normal person sleep schedule now i have the least normal i keep waking I up, wake at, 9 up at a normal hour it's amazing i woke up at like at like 10 30 yesterday 10 30 a.m and i was like this is good i'll reset it up till six last night you, you know what we've done <laughs> jimmy like you and i have like soul transferred Fuck. Because <laughs> I keep waking up at like 9 a.m. Like I'm not even trying to. And I don't even know what I did. That explains why I hate fun. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I've been having so much fun lately. Well, you heard it here first, everybody. George stole my soul. I, I have developed a, a taste for hairspray and pirate themed media. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine Jimmy goes back to like the Mohawk or whatever, just hair spraying like for hours, man. The whole floor is sticky because of that so much hairspray is in the air. It's a good smell. Oh. Nothing yeah, like yeah. a good smell. Yeah, you gotta get a good hairspray that smells good, otherwise you're gonna have a bad time. That should be my next uh piece of George merch. George spray. Sure. <laughs> it has that same face. No, no. Just put like put a George sweat. It'll, it'll keep it uh keep it tight. George spray sweat. your days away with George, George. sweat. Keep it tight. <laughs> yeah. Hi everybody. This podcast is a video game based podcast where we talk about video games. I will say though, if we don't go on for ten minutes about something that's not video games, we'll at least like beat 
Jim Sterling and, and Laura Kay, who who went on yeah. about a Power Rangers porno spinoff and the pizza I ate that day for 11 minutes and 30 seconds. Dang. Yeah, we're only at like the f- three, four minute mark here. I think. Yeah, we're we're. I'd say we're on pace. I think Wait, we're we're you know, Ranger... way better. We're we're the best show. We, <sighs> we really beat them at their own game, huh? Yes. Wait, Showed them who's Power Rangers. What, what's going who's going to win the Let's... the podcast wars? Matt Matt Visual, what have you been playing this week? Well, um, okay. Take it away. This is a very don't interesting. Tell, I have two things. Don't tell me nothing. I have two things, okay? Oh, shit, so let's, let's go. start All with right. the Give me let's the start bad with news the first talk. here. Let's talk about the the pod, um not the, <laughs> the pod. The, the let's pod? talk about the 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 pocket <laughs> monsters, okay? Um, oh, okay. All right, let's go. Uh I played a bit more of it. I'm on the second island. Um I'm on like the last Fucking, I'm, you, I'm on like mean, the gym leader, I guess you can you say. You mean Waifu Island? Waifu, yeah, yeah. There's like where you all of show them up are... and just like babes walk up and they're like, "Yo, good to see you." And it's just like, "Yeah, it is good. Yes, it is good to see me." Oh my gosh, visual, <laughs> you're so strong. Oh my gosh, your Pokemon, I can feel the fire inside. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that's the man. The the ah, the story. The story is everywhere, and it's constantly stopping me from doing what I want to do. I don't mm. know if I like it. The story? Man, people yeah, have been, it's... like, rag- ragging on the story. No, like, no. yeah, story, it's cute. Mm. Wee. No, well, no it, but it, what it's What he means different. is, it's like, it, it's very... It's not like previous games where it's like, go and eventually talk to this person. It's like, that. there's a marker on your map that's like, go here, and... If you go anywhere else, there's like a guy. Literally, I just I just got to the second island. I haven't done anything, but yeah. there was a guy on a fucking herdier, like a large dog, riding it around. Mm-hmm. And I tried to go down a street, and he was like, "Whoa, stop right there! My herdier really likes to find secret items, so we'd appreciate if you don't step on this road yeah. until we find all the secret items here." And I was like, "What kind of fucking roadblock is that?" Yeah, yeah. Just like put a car crash in my way. That would make more sense. I don't know. Like <laughs> putting things in the way of your roads, isn't that like always a convenient progress blocker in all these games? Yeah, it, uh, it, it used to be it like makes a, sense. Like, oh, cut. oh, a Snorlax like, makes so much more sense than it the looks, guy. Yes, because it, looks like, it look, used to be like a Metroid <laughs> thing where you're like, oh, now that I have cut, I can do that. Yeah. You yeah. know, or you put like a, a, a piece oh, of water yeah, in that's the way. Right. A and tiny little branch across. that can be easily cut by a little like rat. Shut up, fun hater. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Listen. Well, but- what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. uh, so- sorry, but I just need to get this off my chest about this fucking dog that blocked me through. <laughs> when a, when there's like a guy who's like, yo, we're doing construction over here. Can you just like hold up? That is like an in-world thing where I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's fine. Like it, it's obviously a roadblock. For the, just for the sake of it, but like that's fine. Makes more this sense. This guy is riding else. on a dog, telling you not to step on a like a thirty foot wide vehicle road for cars hmm. because he's looking for secret items on the ground. And I'm like, hmm. fuck you, man! Yeah. I don't want to leave. I'm wondering if that's just really like the game designers like having fun with it, like like being like Undertale and having this guy like as like a dog self-aware. rider. I'm outraged that you're trying to walk on my road. Maybe, it, but it it's com- not. Read. It's not. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't give off that feeling. Like the whole game doesn't give off that feeling. 
feeling. Like in the I'm beginning, like it's like, aware. oh, it's a parody. Like, oh, you're like riding on Toros, like, you know, it's like beaming through the streets. But then, yeah. like, I thought it was just a beginning island that people were going to constantly interrupt me um, yeah. before I can go anywhere. And I have to sit yeah. there and listen to their stupid, like, like, not all of it is dumb, but a lot of it is just like dumb. dumb. Sounds like Metal Gear Solid. Uh, no, it's not as fun as watching something as dumb as that. Like this one is just like, it, it's like watching the cartoon show almost. You know, um, some of the bad yeah. parts of the cartoon show because there's some good parts of the cartoon show, but like some of the bad drawn out parts. You know, it's like Team Rocket constantly coming in, and they they're literally just a waste of space. Like they're just there. Mm. Um, it keeps happening. It's invasive. Like. You can't go anywhere without talking to somebody every time, and something is always blocking you. I don't, yeah. I don't like it, and it, it gets not, and it gets it's not really bad. Talking in Second to... Island, by the way, Jimmy, like really oh, bad. Oh, great! Well, got that to look forward to. Uh, it's not even like necessarily talking to people; it's people talking to you. Yeah, it's like walk into an area and then it like fades to black, and you're like, right, here we go again. Um, it's yeah, not, it's like yeah. I don't mind it too much because i do i do really enjoy like professor kukui i like lily uh i love team skull so so much i i, I like team skull too i like, I, like and I'm, he's like doing yeah. the hand gestures yeah, and the hands <laughs> it's great like i'm i'm pleasant i'm i'm like pleased when i'm interrupted by that song and like the shitty guys show up and they're just like like the in the fucking the first trial cave when they block off those other caves because they're like trying to get the the ratata or the young goose whatever is in your game. Yeah. If you talk to one of them when he's like doing his gang signs at the cave rapidly, he'll be like, "Yo, rat, you need to come on out of there so we can get you." And it's like this fucking guy. <laughs> but I like I love them so much. But like anytime how shows up, I'm like, "Can you can you just pass by? Can I like?" Can I roll for stealth? Can I try and yeah. avert my gaze and not be seen? He, he's so in the way. It, 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 uh, <laughs> George, just to give you like a visual, like it's just this little kid who sucks. Okay? <laughs> he sucks. He sucks. He's That's not good at Pokemon visual. battling. I don't know how he made it this far. And he just laughs off everything. <laughs> I'm never going to be good. Yeah. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be a stoner kid for the rest of my life. Ah, like he just Lit laughs it Damn. off. And literally, if you harsh. go in a side building, you could talk to some people who are like, oh yeah, that how kid. Yeah. He, uh, one time like fucked up real bad and <laughs> he saw his, his, his grandpa Hala like get really really like enraged at him and he's been just frightened ever since Damn. and since then like Hollis felt bad and so he's taking it easy on the kid and you're like that's death okay so i have to deal with the shitty kid now yeah because grandpa messed up i hope Is it that gets my really responsibility dark. like really dark <laughs> and you see that like he has like a past and stuff and he actually gets yeah. serious like i would love to see that i'm waiting for something else to happen because steam skull I don't mind them coming up and then there's just like this other character that's associated with Team Skull, which is I don't want to spoil it for you. I'm pretty sure you've yeah. heard of him already. But Gladian. um isn't it like he's he has his he has uh the type null 
Pokemon. Yeah, yeah that, that's he's like super emo. He's guy, the guy who looks like me. Yeah, he's like super emo. <laughs> like it, it's, it's. I, I'm okay with the the stereotype, stereotypical. I don't know, cliche characters. I guess you could say. Um, and uh, but like, there's a lot of it that just it's constantly in a way, and all I and it's a good game. They put a lot of stuff into it, but I feel like I. I'm not enjoying it as much as I enjoyed Omega Ruby. Um, mm, yeah. You kind of just get off right out the gate in, in that. Yeah. And you, and also the, the dex nav, which allows you to like see like, did you catch everything on this route? I really like that. And that that being gone is pretty. Yeah, it's like it, it added a satisfaction. The grass. Yeah, I run through the grass. And I'm like, here's a new thing. Here's a new thing. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to keep going like. Because I don't know if there's anything for me to find, and I'm not like incentivized to find things. You know, yeah. you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the like first like six hours of Monster Hunter, where like they're like, "Go pick some berries," and you walk out the gate, and it's like, "Whoa, stop right there! Do you know how to pick berries?" And it's like, <laughs> I can, I mean, I can figure it out. It's like walk up to it and press A, and then you walk up to it, and then a pop up shows up. It's like now press A, and it's like I fucking know, <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of like that but like with story stuff which again it's not too bad i I love some of the characters but i also hate some of the characters lily's like oh my gosh i like she repeats this at least four times since i've seen her it's like oh um i don't like pokemon getting hurt but since i like you i i'm okay with it (laughs) hold on over again and it's like, Excuse shut me. up, Lily. Shut up. I Pokemon get getting hurt, and it's okay because girls she doesn't, into it. She doesn't like. She doesn't like watching Pokemon battles, and I think yeah, there they're are implied reasons. Responsible practice. Okay, right, but in world they're not. <laughs> and so she's, but like at the start of the game, it's like three instances where she, first of all, met you like twenty minutes ago, and. You helped her, you helped save her Pokemon from something. She's grateful. And then, like, you do a battle, and it's like, how runs up? He's like, let's have a friendly battle, because I'm a stupid kid. And you're like, all right. <laughs> yeah. and, and she's like, well, I don't usually watch like watching Pokemon battles, because I don't like seeing Pokemon get really hurt. But I like you, so I'll I'll stick. I'll tough it out. Stick around and watch. And it's like I, that. I, does that make me feel better? Does that make me feel worse? Yeah. Like, like I don't. Care. I feel like you're doing me an uncomfortable favor right now, and it's like not making me feel any better. <laughs> and she's what a weird. That's how it happens, it. Kids. Yeah, it's weird. It's super weird. I, uh, I, I don't know what to think about it. I really don't. Same. Yeah. What? Also, but, yes, yeah. calling for help. I'm just going to reiterate. I said this last <laughs> week. Calling for help can go fuck itself. Calling for help removes any any of me that wants to catch a Pokemon. Call for help. I'm out. Peace. Run. It's a good Gone. way to catch shinies, and that's pretty much it. I, I You know what? <laughs> fuck that. I like shiny chaining and shiny fishing and every other form. Call for help is dumb, and I hate it. <laughs> Well, that's that's my first one. I'll, I'll I'll keep my my last one for for uh, after you guys chime in. What I mean, have you guys been doing? I don't have too much. I played a little bit more of Planet Coaster, and I'm actually like, I, I'm actually feeling a little lost. God, so like, I watched the LGR review of it, and that game looks like something I really really want to give a twirl someday. It, so I really okay, hope that you're still happy. 
I, I'm okay. All the things I said previously still true. Uh, customization options, super robust, really cool. I found out that um, when I was talking about like a grid last week for, or yeah, last week for the uh, coaster building is actually an option that's set on by default. That's called uh, aligned to. It's like snap to angle. Yeah, and so it goes by increments of fifteen degrees by default. But I turned it off, and you could do it completely freeform so ooh, right so you don't have to like instead of going by like and it goes down like 15 30 45 uh you can just turn it off you can go exactly click customize to your preference on what the coaster is and you can make it much smoother because i kept doing like those banked turns where it's like oh and it the coaster turns sideways a little bit so that you can like go into the turn and it you know staves off a bit of the g-forces you can customize those so they're like really smooth i didn't know that and i turned it on and i was like oh and then i built a wooden coaster and the <laughs> coaster was great and i was like oh i have so much power um but so like even more so than last week at the customization options like will reiterate are extremely robust however i'm on the third pirate scenario now the last one which is like basically you play the first two which are like just build some rides like it's not hard and then I got to this one, and it's like, you start with a bankrupt park that's $10,000 in debt. Uh, you have zero rides except for the station platform of a roller coaster, <laughs> which they never finished building because they ran out of money. And it's just this beautiful, like, incredible park that has all this scenery and really cool shit, and then a whole bunch of pathways, and it just, like, has, like, a food stall and a bathroom, and then like seven paths that lead to dead ends with signs saying coming soon. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, all right, your job is to uh, get this park out of bankruptcy. Okay. And, and God damn, is it fucking hard? Is there a time? Limit? Uh, no, but I mean, I'm at a point where luckily planet coaster does has a, have a fast forward button, but I'm at a point where like, I'm sitting at $0 that keeps fluxing between negative and positive. It's just like, you have $20, you have negative $20. You have $20, you have negative $20. Like, it's just going up and down as I'm paying employees and making sales. And I'm, like, at a loss for what to do. I've built so many rides that are making just barely, like, a dollar a month total profit after running costs. And, like... A few shops and stalls that are like kind of making profit and then fluxing into no profit at all. And I'm like, this is too real. I don't want to do money management. Can, I just want to build the coasters. Can you sell chunks of coaster track? Well, the only so here's the problem. Uh the the station platform all they have is a station platform. It's literally one piece. Oh. They have like all the scenery built around it and a, a line leading up to it. And it's just like, and nothing. Cause like they the, like stir the, the yeah. dirty and easy way to like work your way out of money problems in most town builders or like some games like this is to just sell stuff, which doesn't, there's nothing to sell work in real it's life. All, and I, I figured it yeah. was a matter of time before games ended up realizing you can't just sell things all over your park without yeah, paying people at least to do it. I mean, you could theoretically remove a lot of the uh the scenery, like large pirate ships and structures and stuff that they have built around. Mm -hmm. But it's it 
would be negative in the long run because it wouldn't give you that much money versus how how much it helps your park's rating Interesting. and how much it like if you build stuff next to it that stuff is going to get boosted like the the non-built coaster has a uh scenery rating of 100 percent because the scenery around it is like a very meticulously crafted like pirate like fortification and you are given basically free reign to build the coaster going wherever you want through the park. And I built a few pieces of it and then ran out of money again. And I realized, wow, this coaster is going to cost a lot of fucking money, which I don't have. And one of the goals of this, of this park is finish the uncreated coaster. And well, so it's well, like, maybe they just, uh, you know, want you to have like a nice, uh, uh, motivational goal to, to keep you going. No, I mean, something to uh, to smack you in the face in the morning and, and give you a bitter taste of life. All I'm saying is this park is very difficult, and I think I started it off wrong, and it almost to the point where I'm considering restarting it because it's just actually like a tough scenario, and I'm not used to that, especially in like the like tycoon games. Nothing like where it's a, like, like a good gut check. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> especially because the first two were so easy. Oh, I love this misery. <laughs> Don't you, though? Speaking um, of misery, right? I've been learning to adapt to Battlefield 1. Mm -hmm. This game's, like, reviewing fine, but for the first few days, I was seriously wondering if I was playing a different game than everyone else. And I don't think that's the case, so much as I just think everyone else has managed to be on the other side of the coin flip of whether or not you join the winning team in a server. Because, mm -hmm. like, if you're not on the winning team in this game... They they really make you feel the full brunt of a whole other team of 32 players evenly covering the map. And there's a whole lot of um, strategic changes to the Battlefield formula with this one that involve more one-hit kills getting tossed around. There are bomber airplanes that can carpet bomb an area and that will instantly kill you instead of giving you like heavy splash damage to make you scatter out of cover and then get shot by someone, which is how it worked in the other Battlefield games. Um, ooh, uh, there's a sweet spot mechanic for the sniper rifles where at certain ranges and windows of ranges, like for the starter sniper rifle, it's between 75 meters and 100 meters, I think, where a shot to the upper torso is a one shot kill instead of just to the head. The uh, one shot kill range for the shotgun is very much longer than in most games. There's also this this field gun that that has good positioning in most of the maps where they put it where where you can just kind of point and click on someone from a distance for a nice and dirty one-shot kill there's a lot of <laughs> one-shot kills going on and being on the winning team requires your team to be on on like the other end of that yeah. so when you're not on the winning team you're on the receiving end of a lot of one-shot kills and it, it just kind of feels like the fun police and and i like have friends who like this game who like hated dark souls 2 for the hitboxes and gta 5 for the police ai like really subtle very mechanical things but i don't like this game for something that i feel like is a not subtle mechanical thing which is how widely it distributes one-shot kill weapons and strategies and that's uh like like really not phasing them i feel like i'm crazy i'm crazy uh, george <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I I can see where you're coming from, as well as the fact that just from just by the notion that this isn't a subtle thing that they distribute one shot kills so widely that 
maybe that's kind of more of the point. But having not played it, I don't know how that feels. Um, because I mean, it is. I guess that would be accurate. World War One to just get shot by something and fucking die. Yeah, like, and and not recover from it because but, it's World War One and you, you fucking die when you get shot. But at the same time, if that's not fun, so so here's another test I did. <laughs> I don't know. It really okay. really weirded me out even further. Is that I went off a of battlefield for a while and played Verdun, and Verdun okay. is is almost all one shot kills across all weapons. And I had a way better KD ratio in a random pickup game of Verdun than I have had in the past two weeks of trying to get good and failing at Battlefield 1. Like, I loaded up a random-ass Verdun game talking on a stream with friends who were really loud and making me not hear the game good, and I was was running like 18 to 7, like like a, a positive KD ratio of almost 2.0. And uh, after after a whole night of playing Battlefield One, where I was like struggling to maintain a positive KD ratio above one point oh, and I just I don't really like how how much they've done in order to make these one shot kills be as big a part of the game as they are. Because when you're on the receiving end of them, it's never fun. It just stops you right in your tracks. Like, I, I have a long clip reel of me uh, getting ready to do cool things of, like, finding this this heavily armored sentry tank killer kit in the middle of the desert with no one around me. I scan the horizon for enemies and decide I'm safe and then instantly die from a plane, like, a mile in the <laughs> sky bombing me. And I, um, uh, I can't wait to unleash that reel upon the world and see how they react. Let me, let me ask you this. How much does it feel like the recent Battlefront Star Wars game? I think I remember I barely played Battlefront. I just played it a little bit with Matt Visual, actually. Yeah, I played the demo only. And I, I actually don't think I remember it feeling like as much of a meat grinder. Cause uh I mean I mean it, it was not yeah. Not in the one shot kills, just like gameplay, general chaos, amount of things that are happening, like because it I'm just trying to put like your description of this like everything one shots you into my experience with battlefront hmm. and, and are they like similar enough games to where i can like make that like basically replacing the like getting hit by multiple lasers by getting hit by a single bullet i, I think because that would make my experience of battlefront awful which was already bad because battlefront i don't the, the problem i, I had I like with the game. battlefront map was that there the the one on the beta they used which was hoth was that it was such a flat line with such little cover that you were getting blasted from a ton of different angles unless you were like huddled in a corner indoors and it seems like a lot of the maps here are designed like that too and i wouldn't say the problem is that everything one hit kills you it's that the damage distribution that they're launching this game with has the weapon set up in a way where either ev like i don't know i want to say like a quarter or a third of the weapons do one hit kill you fairly effortlessly whereas the rest of them feel not necessarily underpowered by regular shooter standards, but underpowered by this new standard. Like if, if the support machine gun didn't do chip damage, it's something that's designed to like chip away at a target if you have good sighting of them for like a second and a half or longer. Whereas you can walk into a room with a shotgun and if three people aren't facing you, you'll get three kills no matter what. You like can't can't possibly win in a situation like that with a support lmg but that's like a whole class that they want you to play and grind out medals for by by getting huge kill streaks with it and it's just like it seems so impossible sometimes to to perform well with some weapons in this game and then you can switch to different weapons in the game and instantly perform better without even really trying great 
and mm. and there are like issues i also have with the map design there's this mode called con uh I, I think it's called Conquests. It's called Operations. Conquest is the operations. main mode. And Operations is like a mix of Conquest and Rush where the two teams rush to capture two points rather than plant a bomb on two bomb sites. And there's one map called Ballroom Blitz that has a an American army and a German army on either side of the map. And on the German side is a big palace it's like uh, 150 meters away from Objective B that the Americans have to capture. And Objective B on Ballroom Blitz, when you're playing Operations Mode, has no hard cover. I think, I swear I've played this like three times, and, and the only way to capture point B as the Americans on this map is for the other team to just be imbeciles. Because they mm. have hardcover sniper perches on their side of the map oh, that you gosh. can't really counter with the tools the game's giving you on on the American side. I mean, like the way to counter snipers in this game is with gas grenades and smoke, but they're out of mortar range for, for the smoke mortar. And I I mean, maybe you could get like a lucky rifle grenade that, that has a smoke that's like arced at such a high angle that it'll land on this palace somewhere in the distance. They just have like snipers in that palace looking at you through scopes and you're looking at them through iron sights and you have no cover. It's, it's, it's there's no contest. And I, I was never able to win a match of ballroom blitz operation mode on the american side and i like tried i tried so hard so many times and no matter what i was doing it just never worked and i i i'm i, I feel like i'm crazy because <laughs> everyone else yeah, really like, loves this like game. game sounds like a game i wouldn't want to play yeah i really liked the last couple battlefields i mean after they like fixed them a year after launch maybe that's what i need to be doing with this one maybe i fucked up by getting into it too early but i'm still crazy i hear you yep okay i also played robot roller derby disco dodgeball as an ice palette cleaner after after a night wow. grinding my teeth dying over and over again in battlefield one this is what seems if it's not made in unity i wouldn't be surprised if it was actually made in the quake 3 engine because it's a really uh or one of the quakes it's a really super duper basic low poly first person shooter multiplayer game of dodgeball where you are hovering around a map with like little to no inertia playing with boost keys and jump keys that you have to charge up for to get like a burst of of unstoppable motion in a straight line and uh you you pick up balls that are bouncing around the map and click and hold to charge up a throw and release to throw them at another player and uh you try to rack up quote unquote kills that way and it's uh like good clean fun oh. it's only two dollars on steam i recommend I, I had more fun with that game and Verdun and BF4 and Bad Company 2 this week than I did with BF1. And BF1 is what I got to do the video on. Oh, man, people might be mad. People are always going to be mad. People, That's the magic of the Internet. might be mad. I don't like their favorite game of the month. Oh, it, it, looks, it looks pretty cool. You just it's kind of like must be a super hot for some reason. Oh, the the robot roller derby disco yeah. dodgeball. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is robot super cool. It's only two two bucks. To, to give yourself a uh, choice, do, do you want a two buck chuck or robot roller derby disco dodgeball and and, and pick and choose? 
A two buck. The visuals shock? on this remind remind me of a a wacky version. Uh, it's just I guess it's just all the colors and blacks, but uh, like like color on like like a hard like high contrast black background. It uh, has. It looks like fracked Osk. It has disco themed level art that pulses to the beat of the music. Yeah, this does look a lot like fracked Osk, but like if this was a comedy and that was a drama. <laughs> <laughs> cute metaphor did you guys ever play that i know of it i've never sat no. down with it though but i i, I was I really excited for it and it was it was super <laughs> it was it was like one of those games where like the answers to the things that you need to do are very 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 vague and like i completed one thing and it took me so long and i was like jesus christ man i don't know i have the mental capacity for this very beautiful game but very very difficult and confusing anyway that was a nice aside sounds Good like job. the witness Thanks. no that, that that was very not that was playing, not confusing <laughs> <laughs> um, um i have been i got the trump touch this why week. are you calling it the trump touch what is, yeah, what is it's the trump touch the trump why are you touch? calling because, the oculus uh, touch Palmer controller Lucky, uh, Oh, like Trump. <laughs> that I remember that. What the fuck are we talking about? Remember when Palmer Lucky donated again, Jimmy? tens of thousands of dollars to the Trump campaign to make some dank maymays on Reddit? No, that's a thing that happened. I I wasn't making that up. That that's why everyone just like avoids. Like Palmer Lucky is not even in any interviews. No one mentions him. He's just disappeared. They made him disappear. Facebook was like, you know what? You're out. You're out. <laughs> and that was it. That was it, dude. He is somewhere far away <laughs> right now. Um, but I got the Oculus Touch in, and um, I it, w- it was through another situation with uh, another mail carrier, Jimmy. Uh, um, but oh. this time it wasn't lost. Uh, this time I told him, to um so so basically what happened i was waiting by the door because i need a signature right and so i was waiting by the door and all of a sudden i updated my thing and it said oh first attempt made and i was like no no it wasn't i'm right i'm right by the door <laughs> uh so yeah I, I called them yelled at them and and picked it up so i i got it um and i just, I, I just want to be sure this is usps uh no this one is U, um ups so without the oh. s without the extra s I always get those problems from USPS. I had one where I was sitting five feet from my door and I just tracking update and said, we're home. And I was like, fuck you. I wasn't home. Yeah. Uh, but I've never had problems with UPS. Good to know everyone sucks. Continue. Yeah. 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 Just like, uh, was it laser ship who left, who left my packages on the lawn, like straight up in the lawn. <laughs> laser ship. Yeah, yeah. Laser ship. Laser ship. Yeah. Super fast because they literally throw your packages outside the window of the car as they drive by. Um, oh but yeah. Anyways, so I uh, started playing with that. Uh, so setup was quite interesting. They want you to set it up, set up the sensors parallel to each other and not like turned. It has to be like facing straight ahead. Uh, very interesting. Uh, and then they do like this thing called the guardian system, kind of like what um, Vive does where you pick the area that is available. And um, so you draw it on. Uh, you know on a 2d floor 
Um, once that's set up, uh, then you go into the first game uh, called, uh, it's like free. It's called First Contact where you have like this guy, this little robot that looks like um, uh, Short Circuit. And um, so these these touch controllers, they have a sensor um, on like every button and even the stick. So it tells the game knows when you have your hand rested on each button on the on on the controller. So it mimics it inside the game. So it feels like your get your hand is actually inside of the the game. It's the weirdest feeling. So when you when you hold uh when you're putting your resting your hand on for instance on the side of the controller without the buttons, it puts your thumb there. Then you put it on the buttons. It puts your hand uh, your thumb on the buttons. If you then you you touch the stick, it puts your hand on the stick. And if you move the stick around, it actually moves the stick around inside the game. How and it's the same thing the where, yeah, yeah, you got to move the stick. Um, and uh, there's like, you know, there's like a hand grip and then there's like a trigger. Um, and the buttons are like extremely soft, soft. like cushiony. Super so soft. soft. Yeah. Um, <laughs> super soft, like cushiony mm. soft, not like squishy, but like cushiony soft. Like a bag um, of sand. Um, mm, a little softer than that. Like, like a, a like, a, like a, a bag of fine sand. Yeah. Like like a like a sack of grit. Um. Sure. Yes. Yes. It, it's a nice plush. grit sack. It's a, it's yeah. Like a like Very a clean clean sack. countertop. Give, give it a good old squeeze, and uh, it feels pretty good. Um. So. Uh. I immediately when you like jump into, for instance, this game where it's like specifically made for the touch, like you just know what to do. Like I gave it to my wife and my wife, I didn't have to tell her anything. Like she just grabbed it with her hand because it just fits your hand a certain way. And she just literally just grabbed it, grabbed like um, stuff from the, from the, uh, the desk and uh, put in like little floppy discs that create like guns and stuff like that. It's like a little, mm-hmm. like a little toy place uh, for you to kind of get acquainted with everything. So you could kind of point, you can stick up the middle finger in certain games. You can do a thumbs <laughs> up. You can, um, you know, like wave and you know, it's just a bunch of different stuff, but let me run you down. Uh, I know which game you want to hear about, um, George, um, mm. but, uh, it, and and yes, I did play it. Um, so there I are a few. There are a few. Okay. All right. So um, VR, I un, the unspoken is like the mage game, and you know one hand is kind of like your shield hand. One one is just like a you know your mage hand, and it's quite fun. I only played like thirty minutes or so of it. It was quite cool. Being you know I did a couple kamehamehas. You know, called it a day. I played VR sports. Um, the basketball was okay, but the football was extremely fun. Uh, so in this, you play like the quarterback, and you you hold your hands out, 
and you um you just grip you press the uh grip button on both of the controllers and they hike the ball to you and then you throw it to an open quarterback um and then the view switches to the quarterback and you cap capture the ball it is I don't like sports and I was like, Oh, I'm not going to be into this. You get this free. You get, you get all this stuff free when you, when you buy this stuff. Um, I was like, Oh, I'm not going to be into sports. And I didn't like the basketball too much, even though it was kind of cool. You can dribble and stuff like that, but yeah, it had that feeling. Um, mm-hmm. the football, hmm. holy crap. It was fun. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Like, does your, uh, if your character is automatically running, then that would just like, and you don't want the player in real life to like run. Then you could still like have the player in real life like dodge incoming tackles as as that their video game football happen. auto runs. Okay, that doesn't actually happen though. Like, there's no oh. running. Like, you hike the ball, you get the ball, you you see the field, you see who's open, right? You and you can tell which who would be open, and then you have to throw the ball exactly and pull the trigger when you want to throw the ball um to like you know while doing the motion obviously um to um throw the ball where the player is going and the view switches to the player that's going to capture the ball and you're supposed to catch it because if you don't catch it properly then he'll miss the pass um and when you capture it it automatically like goes down like he automatically goes down um, and it goes all the way to like touchdown and then it reverses. So it's, it's kind of that thing. So there's no actually running, but when you said that, like, I have to agree with having some type of motion in bullet train. It's the unreal game that everyone heard about. Well, at least everyone mm-hmm. who's been into this thing, like it, it's a uh, bullet. <laughs> train vr yeah. game it's it's uh they're making like the robot game later i forgot what the robot game is and it's supposed to be like really funny quirky like stuff um bullet train was not f- as fun as i thought it was gonna be it felt like i wanted <laughs> to walk around like it literally like i it's like i can't like all right so you you get off the train and you start shooting people but then sometimes the people won't be around, so you're looking for them, and it like kind of takes you out of the action, and you just teleport around to these uh, certain places. And when you teleport, it actually slows down time, so you can actually use it as a mechanic to like dodge bullets. Oh, and, interesting. And I thought that was really really cool, but it also felt like. I just wanted to walk around that one. It, it, they didn't uh, tailor it properly. Uh, maybe less teleporting into certain spots and have them in certain areas and always have the enemies um, coming down towards you or something like that. Something, something needs to change with that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're going to change that with like their, their game. Cause this is just like I'm- a tech demo. I'm so like tired of teleporting. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't like it. It it seems to me more disorienting than just moving around. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna try a couple games, but I I don't I don't think I don't think I can do the walking around. Um, uh. Minecraft 
felt okay though. Like when I was playing that. And when you come over, you get to try that out too and see if see what you think. But like let's do it this weekend. Minecraft Minecraft felt okay. Um you, you free this weekend? <laughs> um I work. I'm usually free during like I have off days during the week. But we're talking about this on the podcast. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> um nothing like a good schedule. Not that nothing like talking about real Everybody's life on the favorite. podcast. All right. So I'm already going along long enough. Let's talk about the meat. All right. So I rushed home the today. Trump meat. The okay. Trump oh, meat. God. Oh yeah, now that sounds delectable. Um Super hot VR. Yes. This nice. game is uh just to lay down the foundation. It is not it's not just a tacked on VR experience. It is it's just a brand new game. And it it's better than the first game that came out that was just oh. 2D. It's actually okay. better. It, that is a bold statement. That is a bold statement, and I'm going to keep to my guns on this. I played an hour of it before getting on this podcast, and I didn't want to stop because, oh, my gosh. It's like it was made It was made for this. Um, it just works. So um, in, in, in Superhot, it works exactly how you would think it would work. You have your hands in VR. You have the VR headset and it's always, you know, they've always uh, entertained the whole thing like, oh, you're in a VR simulation anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, there, there's a certain section in Super Hot where they tell you to shoot yourself, show your dedication. You actually have to do it. <laughs> like, That's it, cute. It, it is it's a little cute. It's like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, guess what? Like, it actually, you know, you because... The touch controls, you can feel like vibration in like the triggers and stuff, um, especially like when you're grabbing something or shaking something like it, it, developers can mess around with it. So um, the way it works in this is that all you have to it's just a two button game where you grip to grab and you pull the triggers to shoot the gun. Right. Um, you walk around. You cannot walk around. Fuck. There's never gonna be any walking around, dude. Because not never everyone say can never. walk around. Well, and I wouldn't say never ever. I'm pretty sure there's gonna be some games out there that are gonna make you walk around and not many people are gonna be able to play it, or half of the people are gonna be able to play it because they're gonna, other people are gonna be sick. I are you sure like it's statistically half of people that, that get motion sickness from walking around no. in VR? No, it's that seems probably like a lot way less. higher than, than it, I would expect. So, but the thing is, some people who are not motion sick still get sick from VR. So, like my wife, for instance, she gets sick from VR like really hard, um, and mm-hmm. she's barely in there, and she does not get motion sick. I I cannot be in a passenger seat for more than two seconds, and I get sick. So. It's a bit weird that I can maybe maybe it's just a certain threshold. Maybe you just have to get used to it. And people who get used to the VR, um, you just don't get sick eventually. I don't know. Um, because I feel like my tolerance has gone up a bit because I don't really get sick. I feel a little queasy sometimes uh, for certain things. But yeah, like Project Car, Car Project or whatever it's called. That, that Project job, Car. 
Project Car. Well, car, kill me. Cars three. Car, yeah. yeah, Cars three. Uh, featuring uh, uh Owen. Larry. Wilson. Larry the plumber. Um, he who hasn't did anything for a while. Um, but yeah, okay, all right. So you um to move time, you have to move your body. Okay, so you can do yeah. kind of like the. Um, That's super hot. You can like. How do you how do you do the what is it the macarena no the macarena <laughs> no, no I the ocarina what it's called. Well, you you um you roll you uh, move your basically all right if you just move your hands up and down it will move time all right or you can do like the roll where the wave you, yeah you can do whatever you want it, you move your body it moves right. Uh, sometimes you're going to have to do that to move through time to kind of dodge bullets because there's certain sections where you're going to have to be like, oh, I got to dodge bullets now because um, they change up the gameplay on you constantly, kind of like the normal, the you know, the first game did. Um, so uh, you you still grab stuff and you throw it uh, to hit people and then you can reach out, grab the gun, shoot the gun. The guns feel good. It feels like you're actually aiming properly. Um, unlike uh, kind of like bullet train felt a little off and unspoken. Takes some getting used to, but super hot. They've the, they got the gun right. Like it feels it feels like when you're aiming, you're like, OK, yeah, I'm going to shoot this way and I'm going to hit him. Um, and even if you miss, you're like, OK, I understand that I need to tweak it a little bit. But um um, they put you through different scenarios the same way, but except in VR and you, you stand completely still throughout the whole thing. Or you can walk around, of course. You can kind of move back and move forward um, to kind of dodge the bullets and stuff. And uh, if you get hit by a bullet, you restart. And so there's a little bit of challenge there. Uh, you mm-hmm. can't just, like, you can't just steamroll it. And if you die, you have to restart from, like, the beginning and redo all the all of it again and you go into this kind of rhythm and you kind of feel like you're in the matrix kind of feel like you feel kind of awesome playing this game uh especially the swords the swords random bottles on the floor throwing it if you land some of the ninja stars that they have in the game um it feels pretty satisfying even though those are kind of hard uh (laughs) um shotguns Uh, so the way they do it now also is you go from, you go from like when you do a mission, you go from one place to another, and you see what you did previously. So imagine changing camera angles, or shifting bodies of the first one. Um, so you start in a helicopter. You you punch the guy off the helicopter, then you. Um, like grab this like triangle to the next area, which they tell you to grab, and it transports you down to the to the building, and you see the guy falling out the helicopter while you fight the guys that are on the floor. It's really really cool, uh, especially when you start cool. doing it really fast. Um, and how do I explain this experience in in VR? Any questions, George? Uh, news?
So hello and welcome back to uh, TOVG tonight with uh, your host Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert, and uh, Conan O'Brien with with our musical interlude provided by Matthew and the Visuals. Fred Durst. Yeah, Fred Durst was sponsored last week. by Trump Touch. <laughs> oh, Fred Durst was last week. Shit. Uh, so so I tell you guys the news these days. It's real crazy. There's uh, yeah, it is. events going on in the world, as as well as uh, Jim, Jimmy Fallon doing a public TV demo of the Nintendo Switch alongside Shigeru Miyamoto and Reggie fils Yeah, it was very cute. Yeah, I couldn't tell if he was, like, real or not. It, it seems really, really weird to have, like, a an announcer of evening TV talk shows saying, I'm geeking out. In a voice that's like just excited and squeaky enough for him to actually probably really be geeking out. I, I, it seemed a little, uh, raw to me. So yeah. I, I want to believe that it was real. I, I have a saying. feeling that he reacted similarly to the ways I would have reacted, but <laughs> I can't tell. It was like maybe that's the point. It's hard to tell what? how much of a professional Jimmy Fallon was being <laughs> on on this stage here, which, you know, might be the whole deal. Like, whole like, like concept of um, of of establishing a rapport with your audience is is kind of making them feel like you are among them. And, and YouTubers are generally like, OK, at that. Yeah. Late night talk yeah, show hosts though on the on the other he's hand. He's been uh, pretty good, I would say, compared to the other guys. Uh who who's the one that everyone hates who has the really fake laugh track? Uh, Jay Leno? All of them. Uh no. It's, it's, it's the guy, it's the other white guy, not this white guy, the other white guy. Oh, that narrows <laughs> it down. <laughs> it's not Conan. Conan's okay. And yeah, Jimmy's I've never okay. seen a bad Conan clip. Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy Kimmel, Maybe that's him. That's Jimmy him. Kimmel. That's yeah. him. He's the most ignorant bastard ever. <laughs> he's it's so ignorant. And he's the one who had Markiplier and I forgot the other uh, girl YouTuber. Oh, that's Ooh. right. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel also has a very punchable face, and I'm not yeah. a person who would punch so, it. So is Jimmy it's... Fallon like good or bad? I don't he's know. Pretty like, good. What, is, what is my uh, opinion? Tell me what my opinion is on this TV <laughs> man. I don't know. From what I've seen, Jimmy Fallon is middle ground-ish. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that post-election, a lot of things like Saturday Night Live and Jimmy Fallon were looked upon less so because of like the whole like, like you're making jokes about it, but you're perpetuating it kind of thing. Um, Aside from that, I don't think that mo I don't think that Jimmy Fallon is generally disliked. I think he's uh, mostly liked. Yeah, because at least cause from from I in my circles from what I've bit, seen. But yeah. and, and we're I watch a lot of his old like I watch a lot of the, the interviews and stuff, and it's usually pretty good. Reception to this uh, show, I guess, is is positive. What we have is a like very cute, very fanboyish. The guy's like squealing like a little girl on this stage playing uh, yeah. Mario Runner. On, on a cell phone, something that uh, doesn't really start to show until Reggie points out that Shigeru Miyamoto's in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. At which point, like, Jimmy Fallon actually turns red and he's like, oh, no, I only, I'll, I'll... I only got seven out of ten points from the flag jump. 
<laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it, I think it was a little like obviously you could tell that Reggie was going like very on script mm-hmm. and Jimmy was bantering. He didn't fuck um, up the demo though, so that's good. He d- he didn't, and it showed off yeah. the game. Uh, the best part was when they brought out the Switch and they like popped open Zelda and uh reggie was like trying to give the, the script speech of like as you can see there's a big open world and like you see that mountain in the distance you can go there. and jimmy like pops out with the did you know gaming facts and was like yeah and he like looks at the crowd he's like this, uh mr miyamoto ma- uh made this game you know because what in his time oh in kyoto God, as a kid right. he he it was uh, like to explore caves and he wanted to make almost. a game about exploring yeah that's that's but what makes me think it was really real cute right that's what makes me think that that Jimmy was legit on this, and I don't really care either way. It's a kind of glorified advertisement, but right. like it, it did seem like he was genuinely being like, "I know these things," and, and it was he really kind of wanted funny. to shield slide. Yeah, while, yeah. While Reggie was like, "All right, you got to like take out the camp and murder these people," he's just like, "No, I want to shield slide." <laughs> uh, but Nintendo Switch uh, like looks and functions as advertised. Mario Runner looks like a uh, infinite runner Mario game using new Yay. Super Mario Brothers assets. It looks like okay, it looks but right. it looks fine. It looks acceptable. Yeah, like I, I it's something a toilet it, game. It looks like yeah. a $2 toilet game, but it also looks like a super solid $2 toilet game. Like, yeah, like probably yeah, the that's best a good $2 way. toilet game that that you might be I able like, to find. I like how that's a thing now, <laughs> toilet games. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't play them on my toilet, but I I accept others that do. I I mean, I don't play Pokemon Picross pretty much anywhere else but the bathroom. Oh, I'm never touching your DS. I would never let you touch my DS anyway. Whoa, what are we talking about? Fear of its anti-fun infecting it. No, remember we did a soul transfer. I sleep well and have fun now. Men. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Um... Nintendo Switch is going to be using USB charging for its batteries. Uh, a uh, Australian EB game store accidentally leaked a starter pack of accessories, one of which includes a USB-A to USB-C cable adapter, which nice. gave away that factoid. If uh, if true, that means that you can just uh, plug your Nintendo Switch into your standardized power adapters and not have to buy their stupid proprietary ones anymore. Nice. Yay. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with this. Any, any... I like USB stuff. I like I like Nintendo <laughs> coming to the idea of like maybe if we just made our charging cables like regular shit. Yeah. That would be better for the person buying the, the console. You know, <gasps> didn't imagine that there would be like a lot of shocking controversial opinions around around this news story of an objectively good thing. <laughs> it's yeah. it's so dumb because like mostly people buy those third party stuff anyway, so like they, I don't know. They'll they'll get. I think they'll get more love just having it. You know, everyone so can just use anything. I I I have a higher opinion of the Switch now. Yeah. That's about it. That's my yeah yeah. My, I mean, me too. To be honest, I think I uh, got caught up in the cuteness of that Fallon thing. I I think also this might be a move that's sort of uh catered towards the Switch being a uh you know a mobile device. Is being able to to like do that, like take it around and charge it with stuff that you basically use to charge everything else. Yep, as most mobile devices do, just plug them in the wall for the night. Um, speaking of uh, 
leaks and releases and uh things things slipping through the cracks, cracks. Mm-hmm. of uh the system but cheeks yeah uh, uh speaking of um you know uh, uh bulbous round flabs of of meat cheeks mm-hmm. with cracks between them uh, mm-hmm. Laura Kate Dale is <laughs> is on a roll this week with with the leaks she's she's leaking the shit out of Nintendo she's she's spewing hot Nintendo scoops all over us <laughs> wow and we're just we're just getting sprayed <laughs> Jimmy's not here everyone everyone get real dirty uh, mm. Yeah. Thank you. Let's talk about politics. Mm. So yeah. uh she she leaked about a little really kid just a few hours before oh, in a field. Just alone. a few hours before it became real With and official. Lots of cracks. Um what? Nothing. I, Nothing. There there's gonna be an exclusive indie game on the Wii U running on UE4 called Seasons of Heaven. It is a uh Supposedly exclusive as of right now, adventure game based on a French novel for kids about a a, a group of kids going going on an adventures in a post civilization world with with their cute little dog. If, uh, if if you're into that, you might be playing it before or after the the soul crushingly depressing difficult experience of Dark Souls, it- which according to Kate sources is uh, running on the Nintendo Switch at a level of performance that that FromSoft is happy with. They are considering porting over all three mainline Dark Souls games plus Whoa. their bundled DLCs on the Switch. Holy crap. Uh, you that, know, rumors though, rumors. Yeah, it, but also this this uh Seasons of Heaven, it looks pretty good. Why does it look so good? It's it's a little handheld console. Um, it could be bullshots. Yeah, it has to do be full shots. Do dude. not, look do not believe that. the pre-release screenshots, my friend. Look, look, but I look, don't know that. Look at that sky, man. Look, look at the bark on the tree. Man. It doesn't look like that out of the possibility. The poly count on this scene is not that much greater than usual. Also, look at how there's like no grass in the distance. It, it looks okay. I mean, I was like playing Battlefield One a couple hours ago, and it looks a little better than this. And this is on a less powerful it's on a platform. Switch, so though, I would assume. Like, I'm not expecting a switch to be good looking Let's yeah me neither like zelda looks you know but you know like like, indie like game about yeah cute kid being in the forest by himself is is probably less demanding Oof. than a giant open world about having lots of enemies with finely tuned pixel perfect hitbox combat populating the screen uh da 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 she also says that Zelda, which we were just speaking of to smoothly translate into this next section, um, Zelda will be releasing in late June, apparently, if Laura Kate Dale's sources are to be believed. June 16th, specifically in the UK for the Breath of the Wild Switch release. June 23rd in the UK for the Breath of the Wild Wii U release. Uh, last but not least is that apparently Tecmo Koei pitched Nintendo a Star Wars Warriors game, <laughs> a uh, a Muso oh. fighter that would have played very similar to Hyrule Warriors, except with some space dog fighting gameplay alongside just mashing buttons on the ground 
Uh, it supposedly also had motion controls and then a focus on alternating oh. missions between ground combat and a simplified space combat system designed to be simple to control and visually over the top. Huh. But that idea was rejected by Nintendo suits who uh, cited concern for longer term viabilities of the Star Fox brand. Um, as well as uh, uh, questions surrounding the, the dogfighting gameplay's viability. So yeah. that's like wacky. When you said dogfighting, I I thought it was going to be like Nintendogs uh, for a second. Oh, oh uh, no. I said fighting. Um, dogfighting yeah, really? in the aeronautical sense. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dogfighting mechanics in a Nintendo game, like actual, like like Michael Vick dogfighting. <laughs> Michael Vick simulator. Hey, hey. Welcome back. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go get the door for a brief moment. I hope I didn't miss did, anything. Did your undershirt I've been survive? listening for. I've been listening for like a couple of minutes, just quietly. Did, but did I had to. Did, did, did your lifetime supply effects. of dragon dildos get there? Yep, they're here. All, all two of all them. Two. <laughs> that's Wait, lifetime supply about that on the podcast? i think we're we talking didn't. about the dildos no it's just gonna come straight out of the no, it was on the podcast the yeah no one's gonna yeah. have any context of the lifetime supply of dragon speaking dildos, of but, a lifetime um, supply of dragon dildos um i'm go ahead i'm i'm all ears i'm listening attentively what are you about to talk about uh, uh instead of having to rely on a partner to provide laura kate dale with nintendo pleasure she she will just have to uh uh, do it herself alone because she is now, of course, blacklisted. I'm not sure if that was inappropriate or not. Yeah, it was probably inappropriate. You know, like, like trying to. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards a little bit. A little bit. Um. So this is something that like sparked a debate that always eternally frustrates me, and that is the idea that media outlets, after leaking a whole bunch of shit, and then reporting on them being blacklisted, are somehow like whining over being blacklisted. Which which happened last year when uh, Kotaku was talking about being blacklisted from Ubisoft. You saw a lot of anti-Kotaku backlash saying that they were like super full of themselves for publishing a report on them being blacklisted and like going over some of the ideas and conflicts that that presents. And now I'm seeing that happen again, except people like Laura Kay and they don't like Kotaku for some reason. So, I mean, at least like yeah. there's, there's that going for it this time. But Oh, Jesus Christ. I saw some comments earlier today that were uh, on the Slash R Games subreddit. I'm going to read you guys the stupidest thing that uh, that that you guys might that ever gonna hear. Are you ready? Argue about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I read it already and I don't think you're going to be pleased with my response. I love it when the publishers actually do big and fun reveals. It's like waiting for Christmas presents, only it's an advertisement. If anything, she is just damaging the PR cycle of Nintendo products for her own gain. See. Okay. How miserable of a Don't. Christmas would it be to go downstairs early in the morning with, with the smell of hot, fresh, homemade cocoa, cocoa baking in the oven? You, you tear open your presents and it's like... <laughs> an advertisement it's a 30 second else. unskippable ad yeah it's a 30 second <laughs> unskippable ad <laughs> like, like imagine the, the kid opening up his nintendo 64 and, and he like tears open the box and suddenly 
a two-dimensional flat plane of Reggie fils on an E3 stage, like, pops out of the box and is like, next year for $299. Okay, so here's, here's the thing. Uh, I will play devil's advocate here uh, because I understand the core of what this is saying as poorly worded as it is. Um, I think, personally, I, I very much dislike leaks. I don't like hearing about leaks. I don't like, like, I understand that that the Switch's marketing has been very, very reserved. But at the same time, like, I think that uh, this is so, it's so difficult to word this properly. Okay. Obviously, PR and advertisement is meant to make people think better about the thing that they're releasing. That's so obviously it's going to be biased towards itself. It's going to be skewed in a way that makes you look at the thing in the most positive light possible. Understandable. However, everyone complained about the Wii U being so incredibly difficult to pin down when it came out. And that's that's advertising. It's an original release thing. That's why it was so confusing. That's why people didn't understand about it. So I feel like it is... I won't say hypocritical because I think that's very harsh. I will say I think it's sort of counterintuitive to say something like that and also leak things that Nintendo doesn't necessarily want out about the Switch because I would say they learned from the Wii U's uh, advertising and they're going in a different direction with the Switch while... I don't like the idea of paltry information. I do like their initial release thing. I do like how they're marketing it so far. And it does sort of undermine their attempts to do a better job at marketing it by leaking things, again, that they probably don't want people to know just yet. And I, I'm just going to say, it like, plainly, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a, a sin to be, like, happy about like reveals that are just basically you know advertisement but like like i love when when companies like check into our twitter on thursday for something crazy and then fucking thursday comes up and they're like whoa it's that game series that you didn't know that you thought was dead but we're bringing it back in a big way like i love that stuff i like i like being hyped up as long as you can control it on your own level like don't be like you know a no man's sky situation but like <laughs> I, there's a reason that I don't like leaks, and I think it that it takes away a little bit of the magic of like the the brand connecting with the fans of the brand in a certain way. Obviously, there are plenty of downsides and bad things that can come from it, but I don't think I don't think that this comment is completely unfounded or stupid. I think it's very poorly worded, but but I I understand the core. Is what Jimmy, I'm magic's not real. Uh, fuck you. Yes, it is. I I think I I I agree on a level that I wouldn't want to hear about Final Fantasy VII's like I don't know something uh, characters or what they're doing or anything like that when I'm waiting for a big stream that's gonna happen in an hour you know or um, that Kingdom Hearts three is gonna be released. Or something like that. I I want yeah. if I'm waiting for like a big stream and whatnot. I I want I want the experience. Um, especially like uh, there there I forgot what was leaked before, and I it was like totally robbed from me. 
like the Smash excitement. Brothers characters. It it might it might have been that it might have been something else. I th- I think it has something to do with E three and Sony's press conference. Something was leaked before, and it's just like oh, now it's gone already. Uh, because people like plastered it on Twitter and stuff. I'm like oh right. no, I just wanted to watch the thing. Like what was the point of me watching it? And I know. George, you you know you you just you just want it now, and you just want to go to sleep, you know, and uh, that's you, you don't care about um, fun or magic, but because um, magic is not real, it's old school for me. It is. It's it's a little old school. It has something to do with yeah. back in the day where you didn't, n- not many people were on the internet, and you had to get these news from opening up a magazine or you know, whatever, and you're like, oh snap. It's who, it's excitement, and you get the in full the day, package, not just some leaked footage from some guy's cell phone. As I don't an unofficial PR arm of of the marketing department, I am coming into this I, from the angle that the media serves as a watchdog of the institutions it's reporting on. If the institution that this media is reporting on is a marketing arm of a video game developing firm trying to convince you to buy things that you don't need then this information is going to be of public use some way, somehow. Let's let's assume, for example, that you're uh, trying to decide what to buy for the holiday season. You don't know if you want to save your money for next March and get a Switch instead. Maybe because there haven't been any, like, killer apps announced for the Switch yet. Oh, look at this. A rumor of a Dark Souls 3-pack remaster edition. That sounds cool. Maybe I'll save my money instead of spending it all on something I might not be happy with compared to something coming out later. I understand the the portion for the consumer that makes that it, it, that these things are good for. However, I do believe that not all of it is necessarily like uh, universally uh, like a thing that I, I don't know. What I'm saying is basically like like stuff like rumors. Uh, I think are okay. Like. That like listen yeah, about Dark Souls like that seems okay. more okay than like real leaks though. I mean, I'm sorry, that's like the I, implication I, I, I was picking up from you saying I, rumors I are okay for, though. I don't care for either, to be honest. And I want to also disclaimer before before anybody tags me and Laura in the same tweet and asks for beef to be started. Uh, I respect laura and her reporting and everything i try and avoid all of her reports in it because i really don't really want to know anything about the switch yet uh and i don't think that what she's doing is like wrong or bad or or anything like that i'm just saying that i enjoy to have the information given to me in the way that it was initially intended on it why, for the why most do you part, hate you know? laura for doing this jimmy yeah, I just just <laughs> at Laura tell her that I just starting a war with her. Don't fucking do that. She's great. Um but it's it robs me of some of the fun is basically a thing that I'm I like I like the fun of them being like check out this cool shit that you didn't know about before that we're that like we yeah, we have this for you and we're going to give it to the you. Pokemon like I love links, that stuff. The link but, uh, but except for that. Yeah. Except for that. Fun. Pokemon's marketing was too much. Just, Pokemon's marketing was way too much. Fun is just an involuntary chemical reaction in your brain designed to get you to do things that ensure survivability. Wow. Calculated. Yeah, we should just, just end the podcast must, right there. You if you enjoy off. fun and also hate leaks and like the good warm feeling of of reveals that you want to hear about, then uh, you guys probably got a kick out of the PSX experience. 
I was having fun playing video games while it was happening, but I had fun reading about it the next day because uh, we're getting a Western version of Yakuza, the Yakuza 1 remake. Ooh, that's cool. I'm uh, I'm, I'm jumping up in, in the air about that HD one. You can, you can hear me right now. Uh, they completely remade it um, for oh. the PS4. It came out in Japan last year. It got good reviews, but once I tweeted about how I was planning on playing and finishing this one, because I never finished the first one on PS2. I got like halfway through it. So I tweeted out a thing where I was like, yay, I guess I'm no longer obligated to play the first one. And there are some people who got really mad at me, I guess, under the assumption that I never played or enjoyed any Yakuza games before, which is... Like not what I meant. I, I guess I should have said now I don't have to finish the one on the PS2. But no, like yeah. Yakuza ones, really good game. They're they made a uh, well-reviewed remake of it. I don't know if it's the fan favorite or not. Way to play it. But I was a little salty about how they did not release this in the West earlier. Now they're going to release it like next spring, and uh, that'll That's be nice. Cool. Uh, Windjammers is like a cult favorite old Neo Geo oh, yeah, action sports that. game. They are remaking it. We're re-releasing it, really. There's a dot .emu logo on the trailer, which is disconcerting. But uh, it's going to have an online mode. But that's that's going to be a lot of fun. Good old, good, old, good old classic arcade fantasy sports action with uh, super good like Neo Geo quality pixel art. This is also the event where they announced The Last of Us Part 2. Right. Which, by the way, was you leaked because Nolan the North. Last of Us, didn't you? <laughs> Nolan North uh, announced that this was happening like years ago. Um. Yeah, but now no. we have the official confirmation. Now we have the official confirmation. Nolan North is just a dirty leaker who ruins fun. Yeah, but fuck, fun is <laughs> is just a uh, is social construct. I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding everybody who takes this too seriously. There's another Death Stranding trailer that came out that I enjoyed watching, I guess. People I like gave it. the uh, standard issue, oh my god, it's so abstract and confusing response. But I don't know, I was able to follow the story on this one. Fat guy's got to protect the baby from, from Nazis. What's, what's, what's lost in translation here? It's, that's a story I can uh, follow. Yes. The classic hero's journey. <laughs> you know, the first trailer, like, that was weird. I'll give you that one. But this is... It basically looks like Children of Men, except uh, that the baby was covered in like a space age fetus container. Mm. Other than that, I mean, it was weird. That's I, it. I, I guess <laughs> I don't. The first trailer was like Norman Reedus waking up naked on a beach with a bunch of dead sea animals with a baby that disappears from his arms while like five space gods come walking down from weird. the sky. I I, yeah, I, this trailer think, is way less weird. Yeah, I wanted more weird, man. I wanted some crazy stuff. I mean, it was cool to see uh, that actor. I, I forgot the guy's name. The um, Nazi? Yeah, the Nazi. Like he was like attached to the other soldiers and stuff like, like and that oh, looks super metal gear ah! yeah that looked just like a metal gear <laughs> boss reveal like there, yeah. this was way more conventional and way more in line with like kojima's previous works than, than the first death stranding trailer was yeah uh yeah. fans are coming yeah. up with really weird not totally valid theories like like one fan theory that was 
proliferating that it turned out to be complete bullshit is that if you played the two trailers side by side, Norman Reedus hands the baby off to Guillermo del Toro, which turns out that that doesn't happen unless you like deliberately stop one of the videos for 20 seconds and then start playing the other one which is the exact opposite of what the fan theory claims um and what is the is gonna make any sense even though there's a director on board even though it's uh i don't know i miss it when kojima stories made sense because those those were the good ones yeah mgs one and three make perfect sense and they're just like super solid like tropey tried and true what happened to two dude what happened to two it, do, it doesn't make sense <laughs> two didn't make sense so so it's not one of the the all-time greats <laughs> no police knots and, and snatchers made a little more sense but mgs one and three they're like mm, prime mama mia kojima except metal gear 2 that's a good one you played that one matt you know yeah yeah that, that story makes sense it's real good for for like as much accolade as as he gets for making his wild zany stories like the best kojima stories are the simplest same can be said of most stories i'm sure so yeah that's that there is your christmas a lot of fun announcements that were not Tribes. super awfully leaked beforehand <laughs> Tribes. Um, tribes. Really, really quickly before we tribes out, Doom's latest patch yeah. removes online only DRM de nouveau. It adds bots to the multiplayer. They have future proofed it. They've watched Super Bunny Hop videos and be like, mm, you know what? I'm a Doom developer and I respect <laughs> this YouTuber and I'm doing exactly what he wants me to do. What a swell guy. That's probably exactly how it went down. I have uh, zero sources confirmed for that. And so that that's that's nice. That makes me like feel good. I hope this is a trend. You want to know something though? Hmm. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put that in the realm of impossibility. Um, we on the Dex Cast, the Pokemon podcast I do with the Dex Crew, like we talked about so much shit that we would like in Sun and Moon, like a year ago, mm. and in Pokemon Go, like a year ago, and it's happening. Like a lot of it happened like verbatim. Wow. And and. I don't think that someone like listened to our podcast and was like, I need to write this down, but I but definitely think that think like, about. no, I definitely think that influencers are listened to by somebody in some of yeah, these companies. It's not like they companies can't. are big. Yeah. Yeah. They're not like, it's not like they have YouTube, you know, <laughs> they are yeah, capable. Like, N- Nintendo isn't like Reggie and Miyamoto just like hanging out in a big office. It's like, hundreds of people Mm -hmm. and it's potentially someone down the line watches youtube videos and i'm sure they know like Like, like down the line like type in youtube like pokemon deck stuff comes (laughs) up and if you are a guy who who made pokemon you're probably going to youtube search for pokemon at some point in your life and see what comes up i don't doubt that that like kojima might know about me because because when you Google search Metal Gear Solid, like my old videos come up and I mean, I Google search for myself. I'm sure Kojima Google searches for himself. Yeah, I, I absolutely think that uh, that like developers know of the people who talk about them a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the, the face guys like, you know, Miyamoto. I'm sure he doesn't Google himself because all he finds is fucking memes. But like <laughs> that would be the so fun to google yourself though if all you found was memes of yourself that'd be like the cutest little thing to do anyway 
Speaking of the cutest thing to do, you can tell your friends about the TOVG podcast to get us more listeners and keep us on the air. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be the cutest little thing to do. It'd be the cutest thing to do. What a Christmas present. A it's cute a Christmas, Christmas present miracle. for us. <laughs> Keep it's the like tribe sure, growing. It's like Be watching sure t- E3. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps the tribe growing. Yeah. All right. It's tribes. Anyway. I hope you uh, all had a great night tonight. Uh I, I, I love you all. Um um real quickly before we uh head out for, for the evening, uh where where can our lovely audience at home uh uh find your your content, Sunder? Oh. You can find anything that I do. Uh, through my Twitter, which has links that go everywhere to my YouTube, my Patreon, I got an Instagram, I got a, uh, I got a Twitch channel. Uh, I, I, I am stockpiling ideas and writing things and, uh, I'm going to start 2017 off strong. I'm actually going to branch out. I have a video that I'm going to do on a movie. Ooh. Oh, oh a video game movie? is it about pirates? Is it pirates of the Caribbean? No. Oh, no, oh. that's not a video game movie. Oh, okay. It is a video game movie, and it's the best video game movie that's ever been created, and you guys are going to be really... Super Mario Brothers? Street Fighter, no. the movie, the game? Yeah. Even better. Um, <laughs> the movie, the game. <laughs> that's a real thing. Yeah, no, um, it's the greatest. But yeah, you can find me in there. Go follow me. Um, uh, whew, that petered out real quick. Matt, where, you, where can they find YouTube. you? YouTube.com slash TrumpMeet. God fucking damn it. I am Matt. also on Instagram uh, slash Trump meet. So uh, follow me there. I also got a second channel, uh, YouTube.com slash Behind the Bush uh, for God some behind the scenes look at Gross. what goes on at the TOVG studio. So uh, All check that right. out. And and that is it for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We uh, had a lot of fun, but we gotta head out. I'll see you guys next week. In the meantime, take it away, special musical guest, um, DMX. The push.